the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thank you, I'm Lewis Howard, and you have joined another edition of Lewis Howard Live, going coast to coast and around the world, hitting you where it counts the most, helping you become the best version of yourself. And uh, I always have to remember to give a shout out to our great announcer, Con Williamson, who created that uh, intro for me many years ago. Thank you, Con. It never gets old. Every time I hear it, so I appreciate you, brother, for laying, laying down those tracks. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we got another hot show for you today. Uh, we're just we're just heating it up. You know, COVID nineteen is is motivating me just to take it to new levels, and that's what we've been doing. And uh, I just want to uh, we'll have a pretty short monologue, and then uh, in studio, our guest today is Leon McLaughlin back again, Clean Water Foundation, and also to bring us an update on. Hungry. Remember, he introduced to us to Mariana Bacic from Hungary, and we did a great interview, and that one went wild in the world. And uh, we got some news from that, and Leon's going to share that with us. And then today we're going to talk about a rather controversial subject. You know, for if you listen to this show any length of time, I don't do politics, um, and I don't do cultural battles and things of that nature. But I think it's uh, time to make a conversation around uh, this latest event that we'll talk about. Um, So we're going to talk about a new term that hasn't been used in 50 years. So you want to stay around for that as we introduce what that new term is. If you're sort of a moderate in the middle, uh, not slash and burn and not sit with your hands behind your back kind of person, there is a place for you. And so we're going to talk about that. Today on the show about how do you apply when you want to support something, but you don't agree with every aspect of it, right? That's a a big question. So anyway, just on the numbers, last week, I want to thank each of you that told a friend about our interview with Dr. Frank Marinkovich. It went worldwide. We had over 200 to 300 listens in one day of the show. That's a record for us. We haven't had numbers that big. And then there was an additional 300 downloads of the show, which means you took it, you downloaded it, or you sent it to somebody. That's awesome. Then we reached over 3,000 people through Facebook and another 1,500 people through LinkedIn. So, uh, you guys really put the traction to it. And so I thank all of you. I thank all the positive comments and I think a couple of the negative ones. Uh, we got a few negative ones and I do appreciate that because it's not all about trying to just do the, you know, the positive spin on everything. Sometimes people are not going to agree. So I appreciate those that um, disagree. However, I will ask you to keep your comments civil. There's no need to make things personal when you disagree. If you just disagree, just raise your hand and say, I disagree with the content. But uh, you don't need to put up memes, right? <laughs> you know, you don't need to go all into the meme deal and that sort of thing. Enough, you know, if I don't like some, I just say dislike or whatever and I move on. I don't make it personal. 
Uh, I have agents I manage and I'm always coaching them to you. We can agree to disagree. It doesn't have to be personal. You don't have to start talking about the color of somebody's hair and all that stuff. So, you know, we can keep it civil, but keep it coming. Um, and I think the show we're about to do is going to be as big. We're going to do it in two segments. So if you don't uh, catch today, you'll need to catch both of those and do it. So as I promised, we'll keep it short. We're going to take a quick break and give a shout out to our sponsors. And when we come back, we have a conversation with Leon. I think that ought to be a segment. I think we make that a segment. Conversation with Leon. Hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in 30 seconds. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying around. And we've got a great program, in my opinion. I always think they're great. But uh, whenever you can collaborate and have conversations, as we've been doing in the last several shows, really expands the forum, expands the reach. As always, I always forget, thank you for all the new listeners on Apple and iTunes and Spotify and all the places. I know I say that every week, but I do appreciate that. We have increased listenership in Japan. So shout out to Japan because those listenerships are going up there. So, and also the Philippines, another place where we're getting increased uh, listenership and then Italy. So we are literally reaching around the world. Uh, no exaggeration. And our platform allows us to do that. Even though I'm broadcasting headquartered in Seattle, we are able to uh, touch the world. My goal with this show is to reach a hundred nations and reach over a million people. So when we hit that, we really will have something to celebrate, but in between time. In the meantime, I'm appreciative of every single listener. Hey, join us in studio, back in studio for our second or third time and probably 20 times over, you know, the history of the show since we've been doing this 2009. Welcome back, Leon. I don't even need to get you a big introduction. Just welcome back. Hey, thank you, Lewis. Glad to be back. Um, so we did, uh, we did a big show here a couple weeks ago uh, with Mariana yep. uh, from Hungary. And uh, I learned something from that show. I didn't realize how close Transylvania was and the relationship between the two places. And so that was interesting to uh, to learn that. So uh, first, before we jump into our other subject, let's uh, I want to see what her take on the show and some of the feedback and some of the things that you heard from her as a result of, you know, doing this kind of this very unique kind of uh, interview with, uh, you know, a guy she's ever met around the world. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it took off like a rocket. Um, the people in Romania, Hungary, um, they really loved the show. Um, so the word got out and they just embraced it. The orphanage, the pastors there. So it, it was a very, it was a success. Yeah, we're still getting traction from that one as well. I mean, we're still getting listens and still getting downloads from that one as well. And we promoted that one on Facebook as well. And uh, so we're, yeah, and we'll be, we'll be doing replays of it. So, uh, but there's some new news about it. There's some things that came out of the conversation. And um, 
don't know if it was directly related to the show, but certainly felt like that there was an impact. I want to share with our listeners what what really what the children. Did. Yeah. Well, what they did since we had this latest incident of George Floyd and the um, murder of him, the children um, was able to um, hear about that because, you know, that's the shot around the world right now. The whole world is they know about, you know, the tragedy of what happened to him. And in honor of him, the children actually drew um, artwork with his picture and um they actually created artwork around george floyd honoring him which was totally amazing and for our listeners that may not be aware of this story that is unfolding in the u.s is in minnesota the midwest of the u.s there was a uh, an incident a homicide a murder if you will of a civilian who was um under the arrest of officers and while being detained, he dies in their custody. And so, and it was caught on video and it was seen. So you guys can Google it if you haven't seen the latest. And we're going to talk about that as part of that, but that inspired the children. Exactly. And when they seen that, they cried and they said, what can we do? So they put this artwork and they took like um, trees that they carved and actually made his picture from the carving of those trees and then painted it. And it's just unbelievable when you see it in honor of um, George Floyd from the orphanage who we were bringing clean, fresh drinking water to, you know, it's like if they don't have enough issues, they're in an orphanage, no clean water, but it compelled them to say, even though we're in this situation, we care. It's, it's like a we out of world thing. Yeah, and the same orphanage that they broke in and stole all the machines. Exactly. That exactly. They were using. Through the coronavirus. Because yeah. it was on lockdown. Right. And they broke and stole all the machines and equipment out of there. So imagine they had to go through that. And to still have compassion for George Floyd was amazing. Absolutely. And it really does define generosity and just inspires you that, again, it's so easy to become one-dimensional when those things are going on, when you're in the middle of a crisis. And I'm still trying to put that together in my head, how, you know, being able to reach out and uh, and do that. Hey, one more time, uh, uh, share with the listeners how they can get access to that uh, beautiful work that the children did. Yes, um, they can go to um, LivelyNet, I mean, I'm sorry, LivelyArt.net. So if you go to LivelyArt.net, you can see the beautiful work, and you can also go to the Clean Water Foundation, WA.org, and you'll see the work that we're doing with those kids um, in Hungary. Yeah, and we want to encourage you to make a donation, make a donation of generosity, even if you don't want to purchase it, but you want to support. It's a great way to sort of do that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to hold Leon over for another segment because we want to jump in and have a conversation about this situation with George Floyd, um, the civilian citizen Minnesota that was uh, died in the custody of police and uh, no charges have been filed yet. And so uh, we do act on some jurisprudence and, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. However, there's a lot of compelling facts here that probably leans toward that way. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to also talk about 
How do you support that? How do you handle wanting to support that kind of egregious activity and yet not become radicalized in the process as some uh, tend to become? So stay with us. We're going to continue the conversation. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live, reaching around the world from coast to coast, helping you become the best and the most healthiest and best version of yourself. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. Hey, thanks for staying with us. You have joined Lewis Howard Live. And if you are a first time listener, welcome. And uh, you've joined another progressive off the grid kind of conversation. We're joined by Leon McLaughlin of the Clean Water Foundation. And previous segment, we talked about the orphanage in Hungary and uh, some of the great things that the kids did in honor of uh, George Floyd, the citizen in Minnesota that died in the hands of police custody, which we're going to talk about in this segment. So if you missed that, jump back on that and uh, catch up, and then you'll be uh, you'll feel more at home when we're having this conversation. Remember, you can get us 24-7 so you don't miss anything. All right, so then uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the George Floyd situation, right? And so I did debate in school, and so typically when you started – conversation, you start with the facts, right? Exactly. And so we're going to share what one version, at least what we believe the facts are. And uh, so if our listeners will bear with me, I'm going to read this and then Leon and I are going to kind of, you know, have a take on it. And then that'll lead us into our next conversation of how do you respond? How do you support and how do you uh, get involved in this. So um, here are the facts. Video showing the early minutes of George Floyd's arrest indicates he was complying with police officers on a Minneapolis street. The 46-year-old man died Monday night after an officer held him pinned to the ground with a knee on his neck. The encounter began Monday around 8 p.m. when an employee at the Cup Foods convenience store called police to say that a customer later identified as Floyd had tried to use a counterfeit $20 bill to buy cigarettes. The video was released by Rashad West, owner of Dragon Walk Restaurant. He told CNN that he did not see any resistance, not at all. There is no audio to the video, so there's no sound going with it. Floyd's facial expression can be read as distress. Well, of course, if somebody's got their knee on your neck, you're going to be in distress. He does not appear to be yelling or acting aggressively. Um, Cup Foods owner Mahad, I can't uh, butcher his last name, says video from his store also shows Floyd not resisting officers. He said authorities have asked him not to release the video. And this comes courtesy of Mercury News. And one of the other things highlighted that George Floyd was six foot six and towered over the police officers, right? Which creates an intimidating factor there. 
and then the video doesn't show what happened doing the handcuffing, right? Was there resistance there? So there's a couple of things here that sort of, you know, adds a little fuel confusing. to it, you know, and confusing. And so that's going to have to be, you know, sorted out. Uh, and I'm sure they'll find cameras and be able to get all angles. But this has sparked a worldwide reaction. Yes. And it has mainly anger and mainly frustration uh, with law enforcement not immediately arresting the officers or immediately taking action. And as a result of that, people have decided they're going to take the action, right? Right. And so one of the actions that we're seeing is protests, marches, and burning of stores, looting, which has nothing to do with this, exactly. but that's also going on, That what the facts say. Uh, and people uh, protesting, wanting justice, and obviously the family part of this, the mom is just absolutely distraught who wouldn't be losing a child. I understand that firsthand under any circumstances. And so it, it leads us to another flashpoint in America. Yes, it's a war zone out there right now. It really is. That's really what it, it really is. And and we've been at war a long time. And so exactly. we think of war, and that's funny you say that because that's really what really leads into this conversation about a conscientious objection. Yes. Right? Because that came out of a war saying when someone objected to war— they wouldn't sign up for the military, right? And we know the whole story of Muhammad Ali uh, for religious mm -hmm. purposes. And so I thought for conversation here, and, and we still want to get back to, you know, what we think about the story, but here's what conscientious objectives says. A person for reasons of conscience objects to complying with a particular requirement or situation or circumstance. Right. So out of my consciousness, wow. I can refuse to participate in that. Now, in America, if you do that right now, you're going to be ostracized. I've heard stories and this is this is no exaggeration. I heard stories of family that were on a two hour road trip and 30 minutes into the road trip, they start talking about politics. For the next hour and a half. They didn't say a word to each other. Wow. Because of their disagreement on politics. So what happened, Leon? I, I, I'm, you're old enough and I'm, what happened to the term we can agree to disagree? Exactly. Exactly. Right. That doesn't seem exactly. that that's no longer possible to do that. It, it seems that in America, you have to choose Sides, you can't be a conscientious objector. You can't, you can't say that you don't want to participate. And yet, it says conscientious objections. Individual who has claimed the rights to refuse to perform, in this case, military service on the ground of freedom of thought. Freedom <laughs> right? of thought, right? Exactly. Uh, freedom of thought, which means I might think about this whole situation. George Floyd may be different than you, but we can still be friends. But in the culture, it says, uh-uh, not so have, quickly. You have to go one way or the other. We cannot be of different minds. We got to be of like minds or you and I can't be friends. Yeah. And to me, that's what creates a war. 
Exactly. Because that divides families. It divides friendships. Um, there are certain companies you can't work for them if you don't have certain beliefs. Right. There's so, certain social media platforms that you can't have over a million listeners if you don't have a certain belief or they will restrict your content. That's why I love when we talk about stories like the orphanage. Mm -hmm. Right. And we hear, well, those those individuals are in a different place. Exactly. Right. Those kids don't know every fact about this situation. And yet they want to support it. Yet, yet they right? want to support it. And so, obviously, with this story, the facts are going to unfold, and they're going to come out, and and we'll know. But based on, you know, in in law, it says the preponderance of evidence mm -hmm. is pretty clear that this man died in police custody, and they need to answer for that. Exactly. Um, and regardless of what may have provoked that or led up to that, still can't do that. Not America. Not not. This is not 1960. Exactly. This right. Is, that's right. Right. We don't just do that to people. And I understand that homicides happen every day they're in Chicago. They're still happening. But here's the deal. And this is where moderate thinking comes in. Right. Because a moderate says, I support law enforcement because it provides protection. Yep. If somebody's breaking into my house, who do I want to come? have to call law enforcement. And I want them to come with their guns. Exactly. Right? Because exactly. I, they may need to, you know, bear down on this individual who's holding my family hostage or taking things out of my house or breaking into a freaking orphanage. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So in that case, we do in support law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Right? But the same moderate says we don't support the abuse of law enforcement power. Right. right. We don't support you just randomly shooting citizens down on the street or pinning them down um, or getting caught on video with a guy years ago in Los Angeles, Rodney. Rodney uh, King. Rodney King. Right. We don't support that. Exactly. OK. Now, how do I choose sides? How do how do I state that? Right. Without. Looking like I'm a waffler, a double-minded, or straddling a pacifist, or straddling the fence. Yeah. yeah. Right? So what's your thoughts on that? I, I know I've laid a lot well, of foundation well, well, here. Well, it's just like you said. It's like straddling the fence. It's like, okay, I support the protest, but I don't support burning down buildings. Yeah. So you have to kind of separate that. Yeah. To say, you know, I'm, I'm down with you on, on what's right. happening you know, with law enforcement and they shouldn't be doing these things. Right. But at the same time, I shouldn't be trying to burn a building down right. in my community because that's not going to help. Um, it's just like the kids in Hungary. They didn't say, okay, let's go out and burn a building down. Right. We want to support it this way. Sure. And I think you'll get more traction um, and more support. Um, and you will get a bigger following when you go just like what they did back when Martin Luther King marched on Washington. Sure. They said, we're going to march on Washington for this injustice, but we're not going to burn the city down. Right. Yeah. And well, yeah. I think you, you have to look at it that way. And sure. that's where you need a lot of strong leaders um, out there that could put together a march like that, like the million man march. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then they say, okay, we're going to do a million man march. And at the same time, we break it in every store in the city. Yeah, and I never understand what looting has to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad part. So let's say I'm I'm 100 in on this was a bad deal. 
He died in the hands of police. I want to go out and make a statement. But where do I need to take a 70-inch TV? Exactly. It'll it, bring a machine gun right. to the protest. Right. right. You're going to bring a, a, a tank to a knife fight. <laughs> exactly. Right? So there's overkill. It's overkill. But I also think it's because of the narrative that people have been taught, you know, that you have to be all in. Right. Politics yeah. have has made that that way, you exactly. know. And so, you know, I think about to the 2000 election, which, you know, Gore, Bush and how divided the nation was. And exactly. so much that the thing had to be decided in the Supreme Court because right. we couldn't agree on anything. And we've been that way. Exactly. We only the only time I see that America has unification is when we are collectively attacked. Exactly. When we're exactly. collectively attacked, we come together because we want to defend our territory. Exactly. But otherwise, we are like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh, and for my listeners right. that don't know what that is, those are, are families that lived into the hills of Tennessee and couldn't get along with each other and fought, shot, and literally wiped each other out. Exactly. And then, in the end, really forgot what they were fighting if for. I forget, exactly. <laughs> Why so were we mad sense. at each why other? Were we mad? Why were we killing each other? They right? forget. It went so long on the killings, they actually forget. And and this is why I think the conscientious objector has a new place in our culture. Because it we should have the freedom to have independent thinking. I should not have to be controlled by what CNN tells me or mm-hmm. Fox News tells me or MSNBC tells me. Mm-hmm. I should be able to have an independent viewpoint. Exactly. Right? For me to do this show, I have to go to four or five different sources when I'm even talking about the definition of a word. Exactly. Right? I don't just use the first one that comes in. And I think we've lost that a little bit. And I think we lost it a lot because of the fact that you got the left, you got the right. How come we just can't agree, even though you may be hard right, I might be hard left, but we still, we still should be able to exactly. agree. Not say, you right, I don't want to deal with you. You on right. the left, I don't want to deal with you. Let's come together, even though it's like an independent. I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent. Right. So right. you got to respect that to say, well, you you straddling the fence by being an independent. No, yeah. it's just some things I agree on this side, some things I agree right. on that side. I might have a Democratic judge and did the wrong thing and did the right thing and he gave me 100 years. I may have a Republican judge to do the same thing. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, both was wrong. You know, so I I think we should be able to agree without, you know, going left or right, but be able to come to a point where we both could agree, you know. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're having a hot discussion, uh, conversation around the George Floyd uh, homicide in Minneapolis and just some thoughts around that. And then really the the plan forward is have the people that have taken the action now done the right thing, or is there another plan or another way that more people can get involved without going in and destroying property, which is another crime in and of itself. Exactly. Two rights, two wrongs don't create right. Exactly right. Okay, so burning down somebody else's property that wasn't even attached to the situation. And maybe supporting your cause. And maybe supporting your cause. You know, to say, you know, I didn't think it was right for the police to do this, and I'm 100% with you. So I get my building burned down. Exactly. 
So that's, again, what we're talking about is introducing the term conscientious objection because what we believe we're in is a cultural war, right? We're in a political war, cultural war, racial war to some degree, and it requires you to choose sides. But in doing that, you lose your independent thinking. Exactly. You lose a bit of your freedom. And you, you lose the bit to what the term that I'm going to introduce with that is called pivot, right? Exactly. Conscientious objecture uh, should have the ability to pivot, okay? Exactly. Which means you don't lock me into one place. I can actually pivot over here if something else comes up that says, hey, whoa, this is new evidence, new information. I'm going to now pivot instead of taking rocks and say, no, that can't be right. The funniest thing about, especially like a pandemic right now, is both sides have really well-educated, smart people, both of them. Mm -hmm. But it's funny when two well-educated, smart people can't even agree with each other. Exactly. And they're talking about the same thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that has to do with, you're on my side, and you have to say what we want. Wait a minute, you're on my side, and you have to say exactly Right. What we want. It's just like you said about the mask. Some people don't want to do the mask. Some people do. So, you know, if they say, hey, you need to wear a mask, I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to say, well, you know, I'm not going to, if that's what need to be done. Right. And we can't turn into a social pressure to be a member of the club. You now must wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay? You know, as we were joking offline, we said, you can't join a thug club without going all in. Exactly. You, you just can't get the jacket, right? Exactly. You, you know, we can go out and wear sports gear, and we don't have to be a member of the Sonics, or well, we don't even have the Sonics anymore, uh, uh, the L.A. Lakers. We can wear right. their gear. Exactly. But there are certain clubs, you can't just go wear that jacket without going all, all the in. Way. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I think that there, I'm speaking to people out there that I think that are more moderate thinking that are not willing, Leon, to risk everything they've worked to build for 20 years, a reputation, a business, to focus something short-term that might not have a long-term gain. Let's say mm -hmm. we do go burn down the buildings and we show our anger, we show our protests, but justice is not served. Mm -hmm. And those buildings are still burned. Exactly. And then people associated with that now are having an answer to law enforcement for doing that. And yet there was no long-term solution out of it. That's my, that's my it, issue. No, that's right. That's right. Right. What's the payoff if you and I get in our vehicles and go down to Seattle, right, and turn into Antifa? Everybody's wearing masks, so how yeah. do you identify anybody, and right? it's anarchy. And it's anarchy. Yeah. And then right. I'm doing that under the guise of, hey, I'm protesting the George Floyd, yeah. you know, shooting. Uh, when you didn't know George Floyd, and if George Floyd were walking down the street, would you even say hi to the man? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's no, the problem that's I have. That's right? true. Would you even acknowledge him if you saw him? Now he becomes a symbol of your what? Your war. Yeah. He becomes yeah. a symbol of your fight. And so. Yeah, and that's a way to get it done. It's just like you said. It's some peaceful protests. Sure. And I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. And more people will be behind you doing that. So I think they need to separate, you know, that kind of thing to say, you know what? I'm in this protest, but we ain't down for burning up the place. Yeah. So I, I think, again, the, the conscientious objector is a mindset for the moderate. And the reason why I say that, Leon, is because in, when you've looked at our elections over the last 20 years, 1% people have swung the election. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And when you look at just the recent election between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, uh, Hillary run that won the race. Yeah. Yeah. She she had the popular vote. Right. Right. But the electoral. And she looked like she was going to walk away with the electorate. In fact, I replayed the 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 shows the night of every major network had her winning, mm-hmm. had her elected. Mm-hmm. Had her picking out her cabinet at the Javits Center. Exactly. Right? But they forgot one thing. There was still another candidate. Exactly. And what the numbers show that, first of all, all the analysts, all of the pollsters, all the lobbyists, they were all wrong. Mm-hmm. Because they overlooked one group of people, the exactly. 1%. Exactly. And the 1% pivoted. Exactly. That's what happened. Just they like may Gore. have started out supporting Hillary but mm-hmm. what they did was they pivoted. Exactly. Just and like Al Gore. Exactly. Same, same deal. Exactly. Thought so, he had won and they didn't count to Florida. Right. So, you know, both sides think that we're not quite sharp when they are, uh, when they're promoting, you know, the marketing and, and their pressures and their narratives. They know that they already got their side. So why are you preaching to the choir? Mm-hmm. Right. What mm-hmm. you are preaching to is the unconverted. Exactly. They don't want to say that because they don't want to give that that group, that mm-hmm. slice credibility, mm-hmm. but really that's who you're talking to. Exactly. Because that's the difference maker mm-hmm. of whether you you know you're winning win or lose. So I'm I'm we're gonna continue to do a couple more shows on this. We'll do another show on this uh coming up about how do you apply the conscientious objective principles from a moderate standpoint. Exactly. Right? How do I how do I do that? And still have my own integrity, and like you said, don't don't appear like I'm double-minded. I'm weak. I'm a pacifist. Because mm-hmm. the original term of that conscientious objective was you were a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you just you didn't want to fight. Right. You're not a man. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But that's not really. That's not it. That's not it. In the modern terms, is I don't need to be in everybody's battle. In fact, it's dangerous. You know, one of my uncle used to say, is, "Son, don't ever get into a fight between a man and a woman." Mm-hmm. Okay, because what will happen is it ain't your fight, number one, and they may turn on you. Exactly. That's how it goes. Okay. And it can happen. And we see this when people go all into a matter mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they turn on each other. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I've invested time, money, and now you've... Like you said, <laughs> just like the husband and wife. Don't get in the middle of that because they yeah. can both turn on you. You can't. So, And then just one final example of, of a moderate thinking. So moderate... Thinkers tend to support uh, economic advantage for disadvantaged people. I don't think mm-hmm. you'd have anybody that says, hey, if somebody's economically disadvantaged, mm-hmm. they should have some extra resources to given to them. To. Exactly. Right? Like it's, affirmative action. Exactly. You shouldn't just be telling somebody to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And, mm-hmm. and what if I got no boots? Right. Exactly. Okay? So... Moderates support that, but then at the same time, the same moderate thinker says, but wait a minute, you can't take the money away from people that are going to work every day and hardworking individuals, such as what Seattle tried to do with the head tax, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? To tax Amazon because Amazon was being successful exactly. and it wanted to take money away from them and then put in the hands to these different programs right. that they were support. Right. So Myers thinks says, no, 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 no. We're mm-hmm. not, uh-uh, you have to find it a different way. We yeah. support you right. helping the homeless, 
helping people that are disenfranchised, but not penalizing a company that's successful that is successful and mm-hmm. providing jobs and economic stimulus. Right. So that is what gets overlooked on the news. And as you as mm-hmm. I talk about, they don't mention that. Exactly, not at all. But we are going to mention it, and we are talking about it on this show, and we're going to continue to have the conversation, the moderate view of the conscientious objector. Leon, thank you so much for sitting in. This hey, was cool. It's been a pleasure. And, and um, only thing I would like to say is I hope um, that the protesters stop burning, um, still protest because it's needed, and sure. it'll go around the world, but just stop the burning. If somehow they can separate that, and hopefully they will, I think the point to get across a lot better. I think you're right. And we've got other mediums. You've got your Instagram. You've got your Facebook. That's your exactly. personal way to protest. You can exactly. say whatever you want on that thing. And there's, you know, especially if it's separate from your business, your professional mm-hmm. life. Yeah, it's not going to be a lot of blowback and you're going to get, you know, some traction yeah. that and, way. And, and the only reason that I'm saying this is because I have a business downtown. Sure. I'm right across the street from the police station. So if you're protesting and you burnt down the police station and then burnt down my business, I'm down one million percent with George Floyd, but I don't need my business burnt down. Exactly. So that's why I was mentioning that, you know, to stop the burning. I love it. Yeah. Stay positive on the protest. Yeah. I'm hoping we could reach some people. I like said, my conversation here is really to the moderate people. Uh, You can't reach radicals. They've already, you know, gone all in. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but I, my hope is that the moderate, independent, free thinker, uh, conscientious objector type individual uh, will be able to have some influence. To step up. It, yeah, into and, that. And have influence and, and in have that, that arena. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us. As always, you can get this show 24-7 on probably 10 or 15 different platforms, Apple, iTunes, maybe a few less after this show, but that's <laughs> okay. Um, and you can email us at lewis at lhoward360.com and or you can also, as you guys have been doing, hit us up on Facebook, Lewis Howard Live with your comments. We want to know what you think, um, though, especially those outside of country looking in. want to get your thoughts on what you have seen and what you heard and what your perspective is and where do you sit. Right. Um, In that perspective, in terms of what you would do and how you would respond if it was happening in your area. So thank you again. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in and check us out every week. We always come with something new, something fresh, and you can get over 500 episodes that we've done from the show since uh, 2009. So thank you. And we'll see you again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com.